Struggling to balance a side hustle with your job in higher education can be a real bummer. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and I help career professionals in higher education make time for their side hustle so they don't waste their potential. If you're ready to think outside the box about your time and truly do all of the things, then tune in now because you've got side hustle. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the new Got Side Hustle show. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and today we are fortunate to be talking to Leslie Levito of Etcetera. And Leslie is, um, I guess you would call her a serial entrepreneur. She has worked for herself for a good long time, but she's rocking both the day job and the side hustle, and we're going to hear all about that today. So Leslie, thanks for coming on. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. I'm excited for you to be here too. Let's get the origin story in. So how long have you been working for yourself? What would you consider your day job? And, uh, and when did that all begin? Oh, okay. Well, to be honest, I started my journey, I'll call it, as an entrepreneur, as a teenager. So just really quick, my very first business was being a balloon sculptor in high school. Oh, wow. And so that's how I kind of got, yeah, that's how I kind of got the taste for being in business for myself. I also worked at the express for a little bit. So then I also understood what it was like to have a job and be paid by the hour. And, um, my career has spanned over 27 years. So in those 27 years, I've had my own businesses and I did spend time working in corporate, climbed up the corporate ladder, got Mm -hmm. to the executive suite. And honestly, ended up resigning from that six-figure income because I had just had a baby and wanted to have more freedom and flexibility. So I returned to having my own business. I co-founded a branding agency. Back then it was called Faust Levito, which I've been doing for the last six years in Los Angeles. Um, And we are relaunching as Etcetera literally today. So that's really exciting. Today, February 2nd, we're going to announce ourselves to the world. Um, I am relaunching with a brand new partner. Um, and so working as working with et cetera and working in branding is what I do for my main business. And for folks that maybe don't know, what does a person who works in branding do for their clients? <laughs> Thanks for asking. So basically clients come to us, they either are starting off or maybe they already exist, but they know they need to re- brand themselves in the marketplace. So basically someone comes and they explain, this is what I want people to experience with my brand. And we build the whole experience. So that could be naming the brand. It could be coming up with a brand logo or icon, the colorways. And then we, once we have that brand experience visually, we'll start doing things like executing it into any kind of collateral. It could be menus, signs, uniforms, product that you want to sell in your retail store. We do the marketing. We can create templates for email campaigns. So it's really creating every single touch point where a customer would experience a brand. Packaging. I mean, you name it, we kind of like cover this whole gamut and work with the founders. So it's very full service. And I guess it just sort of depends on the client's needs, if they need uniforms or they need mm-hmm. um, a logo or they need email. Our website. Yeah. Our, okay. Whatever they need. We kind of, a lot of companies may have a creative team internally, but smaller companies can't have all the payroll involved with a creative team. So we're the yeah. creative team to help you bring your business out into the world. 
Awesome. And you've had some pretty highfalutin clients over the years, if, if memory serves, some <laughs> special groups of folks have come to work with you. Yeah, we've actually had the privilege to work with some really great brands here in Los Angeles and globally. Um, we do a lot of restaurants and many of our restaurants have hit that, you know, the top 10 list here in LA. So like Bestia and Bavel were clients of ours. Um, we've worked for the Broad Museum doing product for their retail store. Um, we've definitely had a lot of fun working with all the incredible opportunities that we've had through the years. Yeah, that's fantastic. So then the side hustle is called Cut Class. And I'm, I'm really excited about this because in that <laughs> realm, we sort of, we intersect a little bit. So mm -hmm. we're kind of speaking the same language. So where did Cut Class come from and what inspired you to, to build that? Oh, wow. So cut class has been really my brainchild. I read a book in 2014 by a gentleman named Charles Lee. He's actually a great friend of ours. And um, it's called Good Idea, Now What? And it's really about, okay, so you have this idea. Now, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And I always thought it was, you know, there's so many people who have amazing ideas. But then after the sexy part of ideating, Right. You get to this phase where you're like, oh crap. Okay. So now what do I do? Mm -hmm. And for most of us, it's a really overwhelming, very confusing space to be in. We don't know right. what to do, how to start, how to get this going. How am I going to balance everything? There's just a lot of hows. And I've always wanted to work with people who were in that space to give them a step-by-step -step, like guide, a roadmap of what to do. Right. You know, I, I, for me, you know, my path happened to be, I spent 10 years getting, you know, my undergrad degree and my graduate degree in business. I do have an MBA. I spent about $150,000 on my wow. education. Oh my gosh. Probably more and years. And most people will never have the commitment or the resources to do something like that. It just yeah. happened to be my path. But through the last 27 years of being in business and getting my MBA, I've learned a lot you know, even just from the school of hard knocks. And I just realized I can share so much of what I've learned and give it to people in short bite-sized lessons, whatever they need, when they need it and make a difference in their lives. So basically what it is, is I help professionals and new business owners learn all the ins and outs of building a business, whether it's for themselves or if they're an employee and they want to build something within their company that they work for, that works too. But it's really about getting through all the overwhelming confusion and having clarity and confidence over your next steps. Hence, that's why it's called cut class. It's a shortcut. It is a fast track to get there. Nice. So I, I'm really, I'm really encouraged and interested about working with clients who are trying to launch, build something within their current job, day job. So what kind of, what kind of examples would that be? I'm trying to figure um, out what that would look like. Yeah. So sometimes you might work somewhere and you realize that oh, my business has like a whole other opportunity. Like maybe you see an audience that isn't yeah. currently like their, their needs aren't being addressed. So that's definitely one way you could be an employee, you know, entrepreneurship. A lot of people think that that means you got to go out and be your own business person. Entrepreneurship happens within businesses. So, you know, a lot of about creating an opportunity within a company is just seeing you know, looking at the environment, what does the market need? What are we not doing that we could be doing that would, would satisfy people and, you know, give us an opportunity to provide a product or service. 
Um, it could also come down to if you know that your company needs a project and that project doesn't have that point person, that leader, mm-hmm. because launching a project is very similar to launching a business in many ways. There's some commonalities as far as you got to know where you're starting and where you're ending, and you got to be able to work it back into actionable steps and then, you know, hold the line of knowing who's going to do what, by when are they going to do it and mm-hmm. kind of see how it's a, it's like putting a puzzle together. Mm-hmm. I love that analogy. Um, and I think the notion of where skill sets intersect between day jobs and side hustles, even in, in the framework of what you were just explaining. So seeing something at, at your nine to five that you want to add to or fix or build. Um, so in, in that vein, I'm wondering what sort of intersections are you seeing between et cetera and, and cut class? Is there a, is there a blur there or are they two very clear delineated things? <laughs> That's a great question. At the moment, they're a little bit more distinct in and of themselves, but once cut class gets going as a business, it's going to totally be a blur. And here's why cut class and etc. They're basically doing the same thing. They mm-hmm. are getting people who have a vision that they want to take somewhere and they're supporting them along the way. So cut class is kind of more the infrastructure and the strategic thinking and the how to, you know, how to start your business. What do you have to do? How do you have to like the mindsets that you need to have education around conversations for business, but etc. would actually bring it to life if you chose to. And we are looking and you know, part of the reason why we created Cut Class and, and these programs is etc. isn't necessarily accessible to everyone. And equity sure. is an important conversation. So we are looking at ways that we can create packages for design coming from etc. to Cut Class so that when you do have your business baby and you want to like show it off to the world, it looks yeah. beautiful. So did the, the current pandemic situation inspire any of that? Or is this something you've been thinking about for a while? That's a great question. So we, uh, a year ago, pre-pandemic, I was still the co-founder of Faust Levito, and we were looking at ways to do branding workshops for our people who did, couldn't access our regular services. And okay. we tried it and it didn't work, um, mostly because we didn't know what we were doing because it was a whole new rodeo for us. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, just during the pandemic, I think, you know, really what happened is Faust Levito ended up closing down last summer of 2020. And at that moment, I kind of was like, oh man, you know, I, I've been at this crossroads before here. I was, I've built a business for six years and now I'm seeing my partnership dissolve. And the first time that happened to me, I was totally freaked out. But since I've been on, you know, this is, I've been around this block before Um, it really made me just sit and think because I was like, okay, I'm 47, I'm married, I have two kids. What do I really want to do? Like, look, yes, some, I don't really, well, okay. I don't really entertain conversations that I'm old. I see it that like I am entering my prime. And so I started looking at what do I really, really want to do? And for me, I kind of saw that I know how to start businesses and the next kind of game that I could play, if you would take that analogy is of course, what a new game for me would be helping other people 
start their successful businesses. And like I said, I had read that book and wanted to do this back since 2014. And and cut class was just something I never did. And I think I was scared and confronted by things. And so during the pandemic, I was like, look, you're going to, as an entrepreneur, we know that we spend a lot of time and energy on our businesses. Yeah. I wanted it to be something I was super passionate about, something that I could be like, yeah, I just went for it. And so that's kind of what cut class represents for me. That's awesome. So for people that are starting out thinking like, oh, I want to start a business. I'm not sure where to go. Or I I think I have an idea, but I don't know how to put it together. That person could come see you with cut class and get a whole roadmap. And then when they're profitable and kicking ass, they can hire, et cetera, to ramp up their branding, right? It's, it, it would be something like that. They can, so cut class, the format of it is, it's, I actually am really excited about it because honestly, if you follow us on social media and you listen to our podcasts and you get our free PDFs that we provide and you're in our Facebook group and you do some Googling, I think you would have everything that you needed to know for free. Yeah. And if you're more the type of person who wants to have a, your hand held and you want to have a roadmap, we will also have courses that aren't for free that right. people can take. But really the, pre, the, the gist of the content is all going to be free. I'll give my tips and tools and some people can just take it and run with it. And, and mm-hmm. you know, we're always available, our team, if people have questions. Um, I totally just spaced out. That's okay. Um, um, we were talking about the roadmap to um, building oh, a yeah. and kicking ass and then, and then coming to see you in your, in your other gig. Yeah. Um, so once people get their business going, Cut Class will offer very affordable design packages where people can get, you know, maybe a business card going or, you know, do some of their banners on social media. So we'll have that available, very affordable with Cut Class. But yes, we would love to see your businesses really grow to the point where you can invest a little bit more in your branding to work with, et cetera. And, you know, here's the thing, always work with what you got is what I like to tell people. So, you know, if you don't have a lot, you need to really look at your resources and what's most important at that moment for you to spend. And then you can up your game later. Beautiful. I love that. So let's talk, uh, let's talk balance and productivity. Um, your mom, you have a full-time gig and a side hustle. Um, you have a pretty cool hubby and you swim with this weird swim team. Uh, I don't know who they are, but, um, what, <laughs> what strategies do you use daily, weekly, monthly? What are your, your go-to tips to, to balance and navigate all of these, these amazing things in your world? Um, that's a great question. So I'm just highly intentional. It's actually something that I learned when I got my MBA, because at that time I was in school for 20 months and I was working full time and I had a son who was like seven at the time. Okay. So what I learned through that 20 months, it was like, I got really disciplined. So what I realized is that I did my normal mom working at the time, girlfriend thing. And then at 8.30, once my son was asleep, that's when I turned on my school. And I would do my school from eight to 11, or sometimes I would get up in the morning and do it from five to seven before he woke up. I had to make sacrifices. You know, yeah. my husband, he's an editor. So it actually is his job to watch TV, but like, I didn't get to sit on the couch and watch TV <laughs> and movies with him. 
Um, there were some times on the weekends where from nine to 12, I carved out time. I, I really got intentional. And another thing you should know is I'm very protective of my sleep. So I never try to, I mean, I always make sure that I sleep at least seven or eight hours. Um, sometimes it'll be six when I'm inspired. I might go for a few days where I sleep a little bit less, but you know, someone challenged me once and she said, look at your calendar and actually calendar yourself down to 15 minute increments, which mm-hmm. I thought was the craziest thing. And uh-huh. she said, when you do it, I challenge you to do it and then tell me what you discover. And so I took that challenge on. And what I discovered is when I became fundamentally aware of how long it takes to make coffee and have breakfast, get dressed and get ready, do this and do that. I found out I was wasting so So much time. time. Yeah. (laughs) I realized that, you know, the thing about calendaring is I, every Friday I sit down and I look at my next week and then on Tuesday I'll true up my calendar again. So I, I really look at my time twice a week. And I don't use it to control myself. Like if I don't get to something or something runs longer, I don't make myself wrong about not following my calendar to a T. My calendar is a structure to help me fit in everything that I want to do. And I'm also a big fan of my alarm on my phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It drives my family crazy, but I literally have alarms going off because it just reminds me, this is what you are committed to doing. And then I can choose, am I going to be more committed to sometimes it's like, Hey, you know what? I'm feeling a little fried. And in order to recharge my battery at this moment, I'm more committed to hanging out with a friend. Yeah. Um, I do think that's one of the biggest issues that I see with people is they push themselves into the gas on empty mode. Mm -hmm. And then you're working really inefficiently at that point, because pressing it a little further doesn't actually get you farther. It's resting so that you are 100%. You can work super efficiently in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot serve from an empty vessel. I, I, I don't know who said that Eleanor Brown, I think. Um, but I, I love the notion of, um, of the, just sort of the, the mental picture of what that looks like trying to, to get up and help other people when there's like no energy or, or space inside. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I t- totally appreciate that. And, and to the point too, I mean, I've been saying this on the show for two and a half years, when you know how much time it takes you to do stuff, it, it all falls together in the right way. So like, do you know how long it takes to take a shower? Like you were talking about the coffee, like all of those things. And this notion of, like I told this story when I was on uh, Allison Melody's, when I was on Food Heals podcast, that has nothing to do with food, but get up in the morning to make Charles a cup of coffee. And I'm looking at the dishes in the sink and it's overwhelming and frightening to me, but it's like, well, I'll just see what I can get done in the amount of time it takes for the coffee to finish. And I finished the entire thing of dishes and I was like, holy crap, like, I can't believe I could do this. But that gave me a lot of perspective, like, okay, see some of these day-to-day mundane tasks are not as scary or creepy as they need to be once you know, like, oh, I can hammer this out really quickly and then move on to the next thing. Um, and I've seen your calendar and it's super impressive. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an inspiration to give that a whack. Maybe I'll start with 30 minute intervals and then I'll work my way to 15. Hey, like I said before, you got to work with what you got Start with where you are. You know, that's the other thing. I think that, um, it's so easy to just want you get excited and you want to do this 180 degree flip turn. Mm-hmm. And while that sometimes can happen, most of the time I try to focus on if I got 1% better. Yeah. 
today. And you keep doing that for a whole year. You're 37%. Yeah. Shift. Yeah. It's pretty, you know, it's, it's a big deal. Like that's fucking amazing. If you don't mind me saying so, (laughs) I'm like, did I get that math? Right. Um, I'm not sure that I did, but anyway, it it really does 300% better. So that's in a lot of ways, tripling your efforts. So yeah. Yeah. And so it's compounding. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Which is the magic of a side hustle, right? Like a side hustle. If you take consistent action over time, Mm-hmm. No, maybe it'll end up being your business or it, or not, but either way you're building something for yourself. Right. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And I love when the two intersect in a way that's, that's comfortable. And, and I know what I'm learning in my own journey is there are things that I have always been charged with doing at my day job that never were important because the organization wasn't ready to make them important. And Mm -hmm. now this, this intersection of things that I'm doing on the side with the swim team and the podcast and the coaching, what I'm learning in those jobs is, is helping to elevate the capabilities I have in the day job. And that's really kind of fun and impressive um, to, to be able to say like, oh, I'm better at this aspect of my day job because I do these things in my side hustle. And I, I love being able to say that. Yeah. I should, I should connect you with Scott Forgy and this company called Oon. Oon is really cool. Mm-hmm. And Oon stands for one, because it really means that your whole life and everything that you do when it's all in flow, it's all mm-hmm. one thing. So, you know, it's, I used to live like, oh, well, my work is my work and my personal life is my personal life. Uh-huh. And my, this is my, that. And when I started letting, allowing intersections to happen, mm-hmm. it's like areas of life and people, communities that I knew started cross pollinating and then really magic starts happening when yeah. you're in that space of Oon. I love that idea. And it's, um, it's a definite, it's a new horizon for me because I've also been, at least when I was a housing person, it was like, I'm not my job. Um, but, but I think that I said that because I wasn't in alignment with what I was really meant to be doing. Um, so I think when you are, then you're right. That's when that, that magic starts to happen and, and everything feels great. So it's not necessarily like, oh, I need a side hustle because I have to get out of my day job is I want a side hustle because there's another part of my passion that I can feed. And then like you're Mm -hmm. saying, when the intersections happen, then yeah, I love that. Um, Okay. So do you have any funny, silly, tough stories to share about either any of your entrepreneurial um, pursuits that might give everybody a laugh or, or give everybody a light bulb moment? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I think one of the funniest ones just happened a couple of weeks ago. um, And it probably will sound pretty ridiculous, but I knew that in order to take my next step with cut glass and even myself personally, I was going to need to start being a content creator and creating content on a podcast is what I chose. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast because that's what I need to do because I'm really committed to sharing information to the world. And then after I made all these bold commitments, I actually went to my very first podcast app because believe it or not, I don't listen to podcasts (laughs) and I like opened up Apple's podcast app and was just like started laughing so hard because I was like, yeah, so basically 
I said, I want to write a book and have never been into a bookstore and just walked into Barnes and Nobles and was like, oh my gosh. And I think, you know, um, really what is kind of funny is when you're, whether you're doing a business or a project for the first time, there's so much to learn Mm -hmm. and you don't even know what there is to learn. Like you're in the unknown. And so (laughs) I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. I have the funniest calls around 5 30, 6 a.m. in the morning because my business partner, one of them, she lives in the UK. Oh, wow. And we just laugh so hard about the ridiculousness of like, yeah, I thought it was just going to be this simple cakewalk in one week, all this was going to be going. And yet it's been, you know, it's month three and I'm still learning. Right. And <laughs> that's just kind of how it goes. Like, yeah. It is. And it's, it's staying the course because like you said, um, you start a business, you, you begin the work. And if you're not a millionaire overnight, some people are going, well, I guess this isn't working. So I'm going to quit. And, and all of those things are the same. Like you have to be willing to put in the time and the investment and know that, you know, if everything's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah, I get that. But, um, uh, it's true. It's, it's, there's nothing flaky yeah. about it. Absolutely. And it's the 1% improvement a day. Yeah. I love that. This has been a slice of heaven and you're going to have to come back on the show when your when your podcast is, um, is, are you launched already or are you still preparing? So I just recorded my first episode, super excited about it. So the podcast, it's going to be called out to launch, of course. And, um, I finally got that. Okay. Got (laughs) out to launch, not launch. Yeah. So my (laughs) podcast is going to be called out to launch. It's really for business owners, professionals, or just anybody who wants to launch and get to their next step. And it will be out probably in the next week. So exciting. Okay. And where else can everybody find you on social online, cut class with you, all of the things? Oh, sure. Um, so on Instagram, you can find us at let's underscore cut class. Um, we're cut class on LinkedIn and on Facebook. And then if you want to go to our website, it's just let's cut class.com. Fan friggin' tastic. And your Insta is all kinds of fun. I love watching your, I watch your IGTVs all the time. They're really, Oh, thanks. Really um, and we, we definitely want to do some collaborations with elevate your eight. Cause it's just such Ooh, an, it's yeah. really, uh, ties in so well to what we're doing. Um, and there's a lot of content and messaging that, that elevate your eight has that's so important for people to kind of get intentional and focused about their eight. Um, well, let's do it. I'm totally game for that. Um, we will make it happen and you will hear about it here when it happens. So once again, this is Leslie Levito from Etc. and Cut Class. And she's a rock star because she's got side hustle. See you later, people.